A very foundational concept in understanding the wiles of the devil is the 180-degree principle. If you take a string of a particular length, attach a pencil at one end, make the other end stationary, and move the pencil in a full circular motion, you will have drawn a circle. A circle is made up of 360 degrees. The starting point of the circle to 180 degrees are exact opposites. The concept of the opposites typifies the two, the only two, spiritual camps. For example, God is life, Satan is death. God is love, Satan is hate. God is light, Satan is darkness. God is truth, Satan is lies. God is peace, Satan is turmoil. Following God tendeth to life, following Satan tendeth to death. The final destiny of following God is eternal, youthful, beautiful life in Christ Jesus, where there is no more sin, no more sickness, no more death, no more pain, no more tears or sorrow. The final destiny of following Satan is eternal, cognizant death in a place called the lake of fire, where no good thing exists and the punishment is everlasting. Note the principles of the opposites, the 180-degree principle. It is the same kind of measure just at opposite ends of the measurement. Many visiting this message have yet to make their choice for the camp of God, the camp of beautiful life, where our frustrations and fears are swallowed up in victory. Have you been born a second time? Are you born again? Today is the day of salvation. Today could be the very best day of your life, and tomorrow even better. Click on the Further with Jesus for the way to instant entry into the kingdom of God. Simply point and click, do it now. We'll wait for you right here. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God said, Genesis chapter 9, verse 6, Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by him shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. God said, Romans chapter 1, verse 23, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and to four-footed beasts and creeping things. Man said, out of nowhere and from nothing, without the input of a supernatural creator, the earth and universe exploded into existence. Out of the earth's primordial soup came life from non-life, and then along came you. Now the record. The carnal men who dwell in the camp of the ungodly are incensed against the God who made them. They are bound by the spell of Satan and labor under the curse of sin and death. There is no hope for them except in Christ, the Christ they refuse to acknowledge, to whom they refuse to surrender. They scour the universe looking for an origin of life that they hope excludes God. They spend billions to travel through space, taking samples and performing experiments. They spend huge amounts of money on earth building sophisticated listening posts, attempting to get an earful of anything that demotes the God of the Bible to some futile ancient superstition. 
Yes, the unregenerated are driven to demean their glorious creator, and yes, huge energies are expended to dispossess any godly knowledge. It must be so disconcerting for them to have their efforts continually end in dismal, foolish failure. Why are men so intent on reducing us to animal status? Several years ago, the headline in a secular magazine read, They are animals too, meaning man is an animal. A recent 2007 Associated Press article under the heading, Activists Want Chimp to be Declared a Person, contained the following statement. In a case that could set a global legal precedent for granting basic rights to apes, animal rights advocates are seeking to get the 26-year-old male chimpanzee legally declared a person. The 26-year-old chimpanzee is named Heisel. The story continues. Our main argument is that Heisel is a person and has a basic legal rights, said uh, Eberhard Thur, a lawyer leading, uh, leading the challenge, excuse me, on behalf of the Association Against Animal Factories, a Vienna animal rights group, end of quote. And why not? They're animals too. The following short is found in the fourth quarter 2006 issue of Answers magazine. The idea that humans and chimpanzees are related is an evolutionary concept almost ingrained in society. Three recent news items propagate this false belief. Flamboyant TV star Pamela Anderson wrote a guest column for the Wall Street Journal arguing that the mistreatment of chimps in animal shows and TV ads is no way to treat a relative. There were reports of talk to reclassify chimpanzees from the prime genus to the homo genus, i.e. human species. A genome study was released that led some evolutionary scientists to conclude that hominids, man's supposed ancestors, may have mated with chimps, yielding a hybrid species. The Bible teaches that humans trace back to one man and one woman. Genetically, these, uh, this makes sense of the evidence, and it confirms that we are all of one blood, end of quote. The question in the Q&A section of the same answers publication cited above reads, If human and chimp DNA are so similar, why are there so many physical and mental differences between them? Many dramatic differences were listed by Dr. Georgia Purdom. The following excerpt excuse me, is from the lead of that article. When studying the human genome and its similarity to that of the chimp, scientists have recently concluded that 96% of our genome is similar. However, most people are unaware that this percent pertains to the regions of our DNA that result in proteins. It seems logical that if a protein performs a certain function in one organism, then that same protein should perform the same function in a variety of organisms. This is evidence of a common designer as much as for a common ancestor. But most of the DNA sequence performs uh, an unknown function and has been largely dismissed as junk DNA. However, increasing evidence supports the view that junk DNA performs an important role. For example, a recent report unexpectedly found specific sequence patterns in junk DNA which science have termed picons. It has been suggested that these picons may be important in determining when and where proteins are made. End of quote. Pseudoscience continues to grasp at every straw in a quest for credibility of any kind to support their slime-to-man theology. Why so driven? Like a drowning man, they have reached out to sundry straw men missing links, all of which have been soundly debunked. 
These include straw men such as Ramapithecus, Java man, Piltdown man, Cro-Magnum man, Nebraska man, Lucy, Horse Evolution, the Chinese chicken lizard fraud, and so much more. The following article regarding the missing link was found in Creation Magazine. Ever since Darwin, evolutionists have clung to the hope that the gaps in the fossil record, the transitional forms, would eventually be filled in. But in the new book, Sudden Origins, biologist Jeffrey Schwartz, who does not believe in God, asserts that the missing links will never be discovered because they never existed. Schwartz recommends that biologists should therefore now dump Darwin's idea of slow evolution through accumulation of tiny mutations over countless generations and instead look for a new explanation of how life developed. However, Schwartz's new substitute theory of evolution by big jumps, mutations in uh, crucial genes controlling development, e.g. the homeobox genes, has already been dismissed by other biologists as implausible, end of quote. The following article is from the January-March 2007 issue of Answers magazine. For several years, evolutionists have hailed the find, nicknamed Tomai, as the missing link between humans and an ape-like ancestor. In 2001, a chimp-sized cranium without the lower jaw was discovered in Chad, which is in East Africa. The lead researcher declared that he had discovered the oldest hominid, an evolutionary ancestor to modern humans. From the very beginning, though, the cranium has been the center of controversy even among evolutionists, and an increasing number of paleontologists recently have come out against Tomai as a missing link. Creationists are not alone in concluding that many alleged human ancestors are just fossils of extinct species of ancient apes. There is an increasing intense competition among anthropologists to find possible human ancestors. As a result, some evolutionists admit that jumping to conclusions based upon scanty questionable evidence is now a common practice among recent paleontological research in human origins, end of quote. What's even more troubling to many in the field of science is the huge number of their ranks who believe in God. In a 1996 survey, 39% of the scientists polled were believers. For the evolutionists, the number in the general population are even more troubling. According to Eugenia Scott, an anti-creationist and head of the National Center for Science Education, nearly half of the American population denies that evolution occurred. In a Newsweek poll, 78% of Americans believe that Jesus rose from the dead. The camp of the ungodly just can't fathom how this can be. It's imperative to pseudoscience that man is an animal too. The reason for this driven mindset is fully satanic. It is simply a demonstration of the 180-degree principle. Instead of being created by God in his own image and with a dab of his own glory, man's origin must be reduced to slime and some primordial soup, a product of nothing. Their frustrations will continue to mount as they thrash around this earth and the cosmos looking for the missing link that is forever missing. It's missing because it was never there. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. God said, Genesis chapter 9 verse 6. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man. God said, Romans one twenty three, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Man said, out of nowhere and from nothing, without the input of a supernatural creator, the earth and universe exploded into existence. Out of the earth's primordial soup came life from non-life. And then along came you. Now you have the record.